All right, Javier, welcome back to the show. I think I've said that a few times already. I think I've, I think I've welcomed you back to the show a few times. <laughs> you've been on the yeah, show like, like the fourth time. I think you've been on the show like more than anybody by like really? triple. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you might be right. You it's because right. it's because yeah. the people love you so much. We haven't had a bad podcast. Uh, I think they love our beef. It's amazing we don't do more podcasts. No, seriously, it's amazing we don't do more. Like of all the podcasts chemistry conversation uh topics everyone says oh, we have the best podcast so that's because um, i let you talk yeah i'm gonna let you talk this time i made it uh, i made my mind up last night i was thinking like up until last night i'm like i'm just gonna do all the talking and i was like nah i'm gonna let Hav talk this time because you're gonna like, let me talk 50 something minutes without interrupting me i'm not gonna no, i'm I'd not gonna like give it. you the fabia treatment I mean, you know, people were like, man, you have a lot of patience for Fabia, but I'm just like, he was just rattling off such good shit. Like, I mean, you know, in a podcast world, when you're talking shit about everyone in the world and you're saying such radical, crazy stuff, that's good for ratings and views. So I was just like, go for it, buddy. I'll sit here and let you just get me all the views you want. Say your shit, whatever you want to Well, you, you know, you, say. you did the right thing, letting him talk because let everybody judge for themselves whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. You, you didn't call him a bad guy. You let everybody else judge him. Yeah, that's the reason I didn't interrupt because I'm just like, you know, once he started, it didn't seem like he was going to stop. And everyone's kind of interrupted him. Everyone's kind of like put him in his place. Everyone's kind of like cut him off like Ariel and, and didn't let him talk. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't lose anything by letting him talk. People can always turn it off, you know? So it's like, yeah. we might as well see what this guy has to say. Maybe he has yeah. some good points. Maybe he you know, has some, some, some kind of reasoning behind all this. Or maybe he's just out of his head, which kind of is what it turned out to be. So I just let it him go. Appear, it appears he's out of his head. But, but there's some, you know, there's some stuff that he's doing out there that, that I think, okay, uh, but you know, I was what I was looking for as a trainer, what he was teaching uh, that was uh, valuable right. and outside of the <laughs> how much, you know, how the much did you find Diego down and beating on him, and then <laughs> trying to get everybody to give him attention. Why is he not getting attention, and why is Diego not getting more attention than than he deserves? I didn't. I didn't see anything as a coach that I could take from the guy, you know, everything I saw from him was things that I didn't want to take from him. And, uh, he's a very, he appeared to be a very bright guy, to be honest with you. He really did. He, he had, uh, he had his, his stuff, but, but he had a, on the last one, man, he had a witch vendetta against poor Diego. Diego to me was the poor guy involved in all this. And he didn't deserve that personally. He didn't deserve the the talks between them you know that was private you know whether it be true or not that that that, that should have stayed between them regardless of of the outcome of how he felt at the end you know what i mean those are those are private talks that as a coach being myself i'm a coach you leave that alone you don't you don't you don't put that out you don't put that out there man and and he did do that and that was to me a big no-no in regards to you know, for future, like any other person that, that's a fighter or, or a person that wants to be involved with you, they're going to look at what you did to Diego and they're going to go, well, wait a minute. Yeah, he's all cool with me right now. Everything's fantastic. He's really helping me. But what if something goes wrong? Is he going to put my dirty laundry out there? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. 
And, and and yeah, and you're the greatest coach arguably in the, in, the, in this entire sport. So I, I can imagine it's kind of hard to, to find many people that you can take something from. But more importantly, I guess the most important point I'm trying to make here is compared to him, you know, he did like 20 minutes of Diego being upside down and punching him and kicking him. Uh, how, how how many minutes do you do with, with Habib? Like how many how many minutes do you usually put in punching and kicking Habib daily just to get him used to punching, getting punched and getting well, you know hit and upon stuff? Upon Habib's return, should there be a return, I'm gonna go 21 minutes. 21 minutes? Would you just yeah, gonna I'm gonna hit like 20 percent harder than he was. I think I have to up this guy. <laughs> it's like so the yeah, price is right. 21 minutes and 20 percent more power strikes. Nice. You know, and, and I have to yell at him more while I'm doing it. I think you should uh, go. I think you should go with legal strikes too, because the thing is, is like. Fighters are more used to getting punched legally than illegally. So I think that's they're even less used to getting punched illegally. So if you go for like groin strikes and eye gouges and stuff like that, and if you can get Habib and all these guys, Islam and all, if you can get them all used to illegal strikes, oh, they're going to be ahead of the game. I mean, they'll yeah. just get kicked in the groin and be like, yo, I don't even need the five minutes. Yeah, in all honesty, you know, when I was watching that, I was saying, okay, I was trying to look at the value of that, and I said, okay, no I, I think there could be value in that if you use that with <laughs> actual technique. You, you you understand what I'm saying by actual technique? Uh, like you actually maybe. teach the guy how to move, you teach him how to do this, while you're actually, you know, you, yeah, you got to see none of that. So I'm thinking, okay, if you don't teach a person how to walk, how's he going to walk? You understand? How can you How can you teach somebody how to walk if they don't know how to walk? And in this case, Diego's upside down. It's even more <laughs> practically impossible to walk. You understand? So the concept, the concept, I understood the concept, but I wanted to see Diego walking and doing that concept. You understand? Yeah. Like, don't just hit the guy because he was hitting them light. Let's be honest. Okay? He wasn't teeing off on the guy. So he was hitting them light. So it was a drill. We know it was a drill. But what was the purpose of it? I didn't see the functionality of a drill like that. That's going to help me and my fighters get better. So if he would have shown that, other than just showing the upside down and, and striking him, you know, lightly, it wasn't hard. But if he would have shown something that, that okay, this is how this works, then maybe I go, huh. But right now I'm going, huh. Waste of time. That's all I was thinking. I mean, I'd say that, that, you know, his point was that he wanted to get his fighters used to taking strikes. But, you know, the reality was he's punching and kicking a fighter who's probably taking more strikes than almost every fighter on the UFC roster. I mean, he's been there longer than almost every fight. Well, he had the longest contract and had the longest career in UFC. So, I mean, does he really need to learn how to take strikes? I mean, Diego, of all people? No, he learns how to, to not take strikes. It's the total opposite. So that's what I'm trying to say is like you're teaching somebody – to, to adapt to the strikes, but then you got to show me how he applies to not getting hit. Right. Look, the whole idea behind the game and longevity is don't get hit. Right. Every time you get hit to the head, anytime you get hit to the body, it kills brain brain cells and kills cells. Where's the benefit in that? Where's the yeah. benefit in that? Yeah, There's no that. benefit, you know. So to me, I was looking for that. I didn't see that. I was looking at. His talk was all about, well, when he got into it with Matt Sarah, no, oh, that was classic. <laughs> I had Matt on the show, and we talked about that. It was, it was hilarious. And wow. then I went and watched the video. Was, Matt, Matt, Matt Sarah's a G, bro. He's, <laughs> He's so <a> funny. <laughs> He's he said, I don't G. give a shit about you. You're, you're a fucking weirdo. Get away from my table. 
He's a G, man. Yeah. Don't mess with Matt. He'll call it like it is. He don't have tolerance for that type of stuff. I would if I would have been nice to the guy. I'd have, I would have listened to him. I, I would have been very hard for me yeah, to you are. say anything negative towards him. But Matt Sarah's a G. Matt Sarah don't hold back nothing. He'll be cool. But once you cross that line, that's it. Get out of here, buddy. Just get out of here. Go scroll on. Go do it your little thing. Go connect. Go collect some nuts because <laughs> you don't <laughs> apparently don't have enough. <laughs> it's great when you watch the um, the video because it's on looking for a fight with Dana, and I missed it, and then I had to go back and watch it after I had Matt Sarah on uh, recently. And it's, it's great because it's not just the video of him getting into it with Fabia, but it's Dana White talking about how Matt Sarah just gets into it with everyone. So it's like a montage of just like Matt Sarah getting in street fights and like getting yelling at people at like events. And like he's on the floor at the casino choking guys out. And like it's, just, it's, it's hilarious because he's just showing like 10 different times Matt Sarah lost control. <laughs> It just just went but, off on but, somebody. But did he really lose control? Or did people get stupid around him? He just put. He him just in doesn't control. take shit. Really? He, did, he didn't lose control. I take that back. He didn't lose control. He just doesn't take shit. He just he just he, he just if you fuck with him, he's going to give it to you. They get out of line. He puts them in their place. You're right. Absolutely you right. Know, he, he he politely does it correctly. Yeah. He <laughs> politely does it correctly. Arguably, in a New York way, politely. You know, like that one guy he had down on the ground. He's just telling the guy, hey. Should have got stupid. Yeah, <laughs> That's what he you does. Get. He does, and he was yeah. He plays with people most. I mean, especially when he gets into like a, an altercation. He, no one's going to be able to hang with him, and he just plays with them like the guy on the ground. Um, but going back to Fabia, just really fast. You know, I think it stems from two. Like maybe he watched in in Thailand. You know where I met. I'm wearing my Muay Thai shirt. Uh, in Thailand, you know they they do striking where they kick each other in the stomach, and you know they knee each other in the side of the the ribs and stuff like that. It's sort of along the lines similar to what Fabio was saying as far as taking shots. And a lot of Thai guys kick with their shins a lot and, and rub their shins with bottles and stuff to try to make their shins tougher. So I can kind of see where he may have gotten something from that, seen that, and then try to take it to a different step. But when you got a guy hanging upside down, you're punching him in the face that's, and the body and kicking okay, him. It's just a little silly. That's the problem, hanging upside down. Now, if he was standing and he was doing it, and he was hitting his shins, and he was hitting his body to toughen yeah. it up. Like, look... We, when, I, when I was fighting, uh, we used to do this thing. And then, believe it or not, it doesn't appear very hard, but the sucker hurts. A freaking basketball. A yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. Just put the basketball in your stomach and do, like, push-ups on it. Man, that'll knock the wind out of you. That's worse than getting hit by the, 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 the stupid, the stupid the, the medicine ball. The yeah. Basketball. <laughs> it just bounce on the basketball. After a while, man, you go, ugh, ugh. I mean, you got to do a hard surface, a hard basketball. That's a great way to condition your body without actually hurting yourself, you know. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, look, the guy, the guy needs help. He needs help. Man, and I hope he doesn't blast me because I told him he needs help. Who's going to give it to him? Where, where do you see his path to getting back to normal and, and having a life? Like, how, who can help this guy? Himself. You know, I, I, I think himself, I think he, uh, maybe he doesn't need help. He just needs to wait, come down to the, the real world because Diego was engulfed in his bullshit. And now Diego's seen the real world. Diego is nothing but an innocent, nice, yeah. nice, nice guy. Yeah. Everything Diego says, it's not, it's not negative towards people. He's very positive, you know, and he got sunk in on this. And bro, to freaking give up family members for this guy? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You disown family members? This guy got you to do that? That that right there, man, That that's crossing the line as far as I'm concerned, man. That is crossing yeah. the line. And 
Hey, man, he did a great job. He did a great job of, of reconciling with his family. And, you know, yeah. And he did another great thing. He didn't talk bad about him. He decided to keep it out. He decided yeah, to keep that it to himself. You know, so I, I give him a lot of credit, man. All he did was just basically credit. cover himself by saying that uh, that Fabia was the one doing all the posts for him. And Fabia was the one doing his OnlyFans, which I thought was honorable um, because, you know, he admitted to the fact that basically his OnlyFans page, where he's actually making money and getting revenue from, he admitted, hey, look, I'm sorry, guys, but that wasn't me. You know, that was Fabia. So that was very honorable. And, and I sent a message to Diego because we stayed in touch after he was on the podcast. And he was kind of mad at me because I wasn't taking a side and helping him out and putting him back on the podcast with Fabia and letting him get their points across. Um, and this was before he, they broke up. And I sent him a message similar to what you said. You know, I'm like, Diego, like, look, man, here's from a friend to a friend, man. I've known you for a long time. 17 years we lived together, you know, the tough one house. I'm like, man, you're going to be remembered for this if you keep this up. This is what you're going to be remembered for. And you're not this guy. You're not the guy that's like outing people for steroids and being racist and being negative towards the UFC and negative towards uh, other fighters and negative towards all these people. That's not you, man. You're a positive guy. I've known you forever. You're, you're, you're the nicest, most positive guy. Don't don't get caught up in this where you you be remembered for being negative. Be be remembered yeah. for all your badass fights that you put that work in and and lost that, that that you know all that blood, sweat, and tears. You know, like, and I hope that had an effect on his decision and and it helped a little bit at least. You know, but uh, yeah, Hob doesn't give a shit, man. He'll just start text messaging in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> He'll just, he'll just start text messaging. I'm, I'll just be sitting there, and he's just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. not even turn the volume down so you can hear the letters. Hey, if I'm getting negative podcasts from anybody, I'm just going to ignore them, okay? I don't deal well with negativity. I, I, I'm, not, I'm doing this for fun. I'm not doing to blast anybody, and yeah, no, I'm yeah. trying not to blast this, this guy either. No, I I'm get just it. trying to see what he was trying to do, what, what his message was he's trying to get across. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying Let's, to see it. Well, we'll move on to more positive stuff. So, so you caught obviously UFC 263. What were your overall thoughts of that fight, the the card and everything? I thought it was pretty, pretty ro a roller coaster. I mean, it was just a roller coaster of emotions and excitement <laughs> and just craziness. It was a fun card, man. Yeah, really fun. I right from. Uh, I mean, that first guy that came in and that seven second KO, and then he's so jumping up for joy. He jumps up on the cage and he lands, and I, I think he probably tore uh, meniscus or ACL or something. But he he's done some damage to himself. I went, oh my gosh, that's not the way. I've always thought. I always thought, you know, don't you ever think when you see these guys, they win like Justin Gaethje, he jumps on the cage, he backflips all the way, you know, and you're thinking yeah. one of these guys is going to end up hurting themselves. And, and and sure enough, this guy did it. And, and then before that, who was the other guy? The, the guy that trained with you at the AK Thailand, the the uh, the, 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 the the Brazilian guy, the light heavyweight, he did it too. He hurt himself in the cage doing stuff. Uh, it, it does spectacular KOs. Um, I forgot the guy's name. But he, he trained with you at AK Thailand uh, for a few fights. Really, really a spectacular explosive striker. He hurt himself too in yeah. one of the UFC fights. I, I did the same I, thing when I, after knee surgery when I won a UFC on Fox 4. I jumped off the cage, and then I had to go to immediate knee surgery again, like right after that, before I fought Matt Brown at UFC on Fox 5. <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I yeah. twisted it a little bit and, and messed up the scar tissue in there. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not a smart thing to do. And you're absolutely right, especially the guys at the highest level. You know, like, that's a huge risk. You, you break your yeah. – especially a leg. You break your yeah. leg. I, I had tore my MCL, ACL meniscus. You remember, I was out for three years. That's yeah, a sure. lot of money. You, you that's mean, you're, of, that's uh, detrimental to your career. Yeah, and then that, that guy that fought Craig, oh, my gosh, did you see his arm? I thought his arm was like – that ref, what the hell was that ref? I was going to ask you about that. That is, What is your take on this, Hav? Okay, so of course any ref can make a bad call. Any ref can cannot see something. I think it's their job. So when they say, oh, I had a bad angle or I couldn't see exactly, that's bullshit. Your job is to get the right angle. When someone starts going for an arm, you, you scope in on that arm like an eagle because your job is to make sure that when that arm pops or when they tap, you Correct. stop it. So you shouldn't have a bad angle. But my point is, and I, I want to get your point on this, should a ref be able to do something in, in a fight? Like, for instance, like Big John McCarthy. If, if Say those guys, say Craig and, 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 and you know, guys that are 205 and, and heavyweight, say they go after the bell and they get into a fight and they're, they're brawling and some shit happens, someone does something you know, illegal or something and they get mad and they get in a fight. The ref should be able to control the action of the fight and break it up or jump in there or separate a fight when, when it needs to be separated immediately before someone gets hurt. How is it like a 75-year-old man who, who who's, you know, looks frail as hell, how is he a ref? I mean, how can he stop anything from happening? And I've seen girls in the UFC as well, like older older females, nothing against females, but she was like super skinny and she's, she's refing heavyweight fights. How, how can they do their job if they can't separate the fighters and actually do what's the, the, you know, required in an emergency situation? Well, in this case here, the, uh, the ref, you saw his, his arm was dangling. It was dangling. When he had him in the triangle, it was dang, his arm was dangling, bro. It was like clear night as day. That, that, that arm was like, like a dummy's arm. Like it was just flopping everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, what the hell's the matter with this guy? What the hell's the matter with this guy? What is he doing? What is he doing? Um, sure enough, man, it's like, thank God the guy's arm actually, Dana said that it wasn't broken. They just put it back. This was pulled out of socket and pulled it back. Pull, it got pulled back in, you know. So that was kind of cool. But then did you see the, the the there was a boxing match that happened yesterday too, where a corner man, a father, threw in the corner, uh, threw in the towel for his son that was getting beat up. The referee ignored the call. Oh wow! Threw the towel, threw it out, <laughs> threw the towel out, <laughs> and and his son was getting his ass whooped. He threw the towel up. His son got dropped. He still oh, said, come man. on, let's go. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. If that had been my son, I'm telling you, I, I probably would have went there and beat up the ref. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, because he did the right thing. The father did the right thing. Now, you threw the towel out. I threw the towel in. That's it, automatic. When you throw that towel in, that ref is no longer in control. He is no longer in control. That corner is in control. And what he did was just the biggest no-no. I don't personally think that ref that, – let's just find – him another job in the commission because it's stay athletic jobs, you know, so they should find him another job, not risking anybody's health because that's, a, I'm sorry, that's a major risk. And, and if that was me and my, if that my son was a fighter and he did that to my son, I don't know if I would have stopped myself from attacking him and beating the hell out of him because I threw in the towel and you let my son take a beating. What, what if, what if, what if, okay, you've seen it before. The son's taking the beating. He takes one good shot, goes in the coma, and he dies. Yeah. That's the responsibility of the ref. 
So I'm sorry that that was horrible. I, I, I don't think he should keep a job at all. I think he should get. I think there should be some punishment for that. I mean, you're you're that's. I mean, that's he you're should, putting a guy's should, life. He should in be danger. working in another capacity for the state. They yeah. got different jobs that they can work within within that that particular thing. They're state athletic jobs. They're government jobs, so they can put him somewhere else, bro. Put him somewhere else. He don't belong there. He does not belong there. So yeah, I think he should be punished because for sure, if he took damage after that, after he threw the towel out, then then you know that's damage he shouldn't have taken, and that could be permanent damage. You know that could be yeah. brain cells killed. I mean, I, he should he should so at least he, have a lawsuit at yeah, the minimum. His his son got dropped, and then he grabbed the towel. He threw it out. Ridiculous! It's crazy. It's like what the hell? It's almost like a. It seemed like it was an intentional mob hit or something. Yeah. Oh, no, no, your son's going to get it. That's it. Where did this That's happen? W- was this in the States? Uh, yes. Yes, I really? don't know where. But it, was on, it was on MMA fighting. Wow. Damn, yeah. I missed that headline because I would have definitely asked you about that one for sure. Um, what, so go back to uh, UFC 263 real fast. What did you think about Brandon Morano? And he's my next guest on the podcast, by the way. Uh, I just booked him yesterday. So he's coming right on right after his big win. So I have him early in the morning on Wednesday. Um, but uh, I, that's a feel-good win. That's like a Rose Namajunas win when you you know, you know see someone so happy. It's like a dream. And this guy's like the first Mexican-born. So you can – you know I know you, you're, you're going to appreciate that. But the first Mexican-born – uh, champion, uh, appreciative guy who's super nice and and just so humble to be where he's at even before the championship, and now he's a champion. What'd you think about that? The fight and and, and afterwards. I I thought I thought it was un- unbelievable. Uh, I didn't see the 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 first fight. There was a back and forth. I just went on. This is what I went on. I went on what people were saying. I didn't watch the fight. Oh, okay. So I figured, okay, uh, I heard the champ was sick, really bad sick. So I believed it because this was from USC staff. They were telling me he was the champ was really sick. And I heard he got a point taken away. So I figured, okay, and it was a draw. So I figured, okay, so if he wasn't really sick and, and he didn't get a point taken away, that means the champ would have won. The champ was not sick this time around. He was healthy. But, you know, it's funny because when the fight started, I said, I, t- I told one of my friends, you know, um, I said, hey, this Brandon Moreno is doing incredible. He, I, that the way he's going, I, after the first round, I text her and I said, I think he's going to win. He's looking really, really good. And the champion was not. The, the champion wasn't doing anything. So just, just to catch up with you real fast, because I'm lo- you didn't see the first fight, but you saw this one, UFC 263. I saw this one. Okay, okay. I, I, I thought complete. you said you didn't see this one. Okay. No, I didn't see the last one. Okay, okay. So I didn't know what to gauge it on. And, okay, and, and gotcha. man, I was so impressed with him, how he Completely controlled dominant. everything, how he changed the angles, how he had you going this way, then he went this way. How did he go that way? Then he went this way. I mean, no, man, it, it was as, as a flawless as a performance as you can get. And uh, he's as real as they get, too. I mean, his emotions. And I mean, he let it all hang out there. And, and we forget one thing. Remember, he, he, had, he had entered the UFC. He was doing great. He lost two fights. They cut him. Then he comes back, and look what he does. He comes back and he wins the freaking title against arguably one of the greats now because Figueroa has got to be regarded as one of the greats, right? Yeah, definitely. So, man, Brandon Moreno, hats off to him, man. And then now, based that he is homegrown, Mexico's homegrown, I mean, hey, man, he is going to be a major, major star because I know how big Kane was, and he wasn't homegrown. Kane was born in the US of A, yeah. but Kane was a heavyweight, so that was a big, big deal. But Brandon is homegrown, bro. 
So it, it's it's a monster deal, and I'm very very happy for him. You know, I hope much success for him and his family, and 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 uh, all more to come. I you know we're gonna see more from him, and uh, you know it, it it was it was it was a great fight. It was a great fight for for no. I take it back. It wasn't a great fight. It was a one-sided fight. It yeah. was a one-sided fight. Great for Morano. Let me, let me ask you, just for your experience from, from Kane and, and having Kane be a, a Mexican representative, though he wasn't a Mexican-born fighter, um, how big is this going to be for him in Mexico? Is he going to just be a, like just a hero of Mexico? I mean, Because you've been there so many times and you've seen the, the response that Kane has gotten. I mean, I would have to assume that Morano is going to just become a gigantic star in Mexico from this. Yes, yes gigantic star when i went with kane the people would come up from 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 their businesses to get pictures with him i mean kane was a major one of the biggest stars they had over there yeah. there was a point there where kane and canela were like neck to neck yeah. you know neck to neck as far as popularity from what i was told there but yeah. being there with kane i know he was popular because he got swarmed everywhere we had to have police uh, with us at all times when he was there because we get swarmed um but you know i don't know about now how it is but i knew how it was then and uh you know kane kane was a monster star i i asked some of my friends they say he still is a star not a monster star but he still is a star in mexico so i mean you can't ever forget your first you know um hispanic uh, you know a mexican heavyweight champion in any sport he kane was the first one now we have two okay because we got andrew ruiz he won against joshua so now there's two heavyweights but yeah. kane was the first yeah yeah you're absolutely right all right fellas you want to help support the podcast i know you do all this content all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you well now you can and you can save 20 percent off and get free shipping by getting the best below the waist men's grooming products on the market i'm talking about manscaped all you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. QUICK is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me, thank yourself. By going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. Um, going, switching on to Maya now, uh, how did you think his performance was just continuing? Mean, he's changed, obviously. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had a lot of experience and, and has figured out a way to win in so many grappling matches, so many MMA fights by switching up his strategies, switching up his game plan, doing whatever it takes to get the win. And then we saw a completely one-sided Maya this time, which could be from age, could be from just kind of getting uh, rusty and stuff like that, where he just went for the single over and over and over and missed it over and over and over. Do you think you think he's done? you think it's time for him to hang it up? Or do you think he, he, he still has enough to, to keep going after that fight? Well, at the highest level, he can't compete at the highest level with that so, kind yeah. of performance. So whether he is done, it's up to him. I believe he's going to get cut if he hasn't been cut. 
So uh, from my perspective, unless he wants to continue to fight, go ahead. But you're not competitive at, at that highest level anymore. I mean, right. once you hit an age, you hit an age, bro. And one of the things I've seen from him is he wasn't a proficient kicker. He wasn't a good near. He, yeah. he goes to the well the same thing over and over again. Well, you, you lost the step in the age department. His jiu-jitsu is off the hook. Yeah. But again, he couldn't get the guy down really like he needed to. So, I mean, hey, it, it's to me, it's probably a good thing if he hangs him up. But that's on him. He doesn't have to. He can still be competitive. But to what level? To right. what level? He ain't exactly. gonna, he's not going to be a champion. What's the point? Yeah. It's up to him. You know, Anderson Silva. There was a point when Anderson Silva was never going to be a champion anymore. But Anderson Silva loved competing. And... And uh, people love watching him, so you know. So he competed, you know. And, and uh, people, I don't think people were disappointed at Anderson's performance, even when he was past his prime, right? But you no, know, and I think I think the difference is going to be this. You know, the UFC. Why I agree with you that they're going to cut him is they're probably paying him. He's, he's had the the well tied or close to the most wins in UFC history next to Donald Cerrone. So his contract must be good. I mean, he, he must be making good. a lot of money. The UFC is not yeah. going to want to continue paying him for that performance. So I agree they're going to cut him because they don't want to pay him for that kind of performance, which is indifferent from Anderson Silva because Anderson Silva, you know, he puts on exciting fights one way or another. So at least they get that from him. But with Maya, who wants to pay? Who wants to pay for that kind of performance? E- even if he just decides I want to continue and I want to have another fight, the UFC has to fork up all that money to get him yeah. to go out there and, and and not perform the way he used to and just go for single legs and try to get takedowns all day. You know, so I can totally agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah. Well, well, if you if you really want to talk about when you're done and when you're not done, okay. Like let's talk about Nate Diaz. Okay, yeah. Nate Diaz arguably, in my opinion, was the star of the show. <laughs> yeah, he he was. was the star of the show. Yes, he called sir. the shot. Come on, bro. Yeah. Who can say, ah, I want to fight five-round fight, non-title fight? When does that ever happen? When yeah. does that ever happen? When does anybody ever fight a five-round fight? And then almost finish the fight in the fifth round. Like, in that's the, the craziest fifth thing. round. And you know what? Had he not, had he just been on it right away, he could have finished them. That's he what I was going to ask them. you. I was going to tell you that Halaby pointed at him for like 10 or 15 seconds. Then he loaded up his right hand for 10 or 15 seconds. He wasted 30 seconds. If he had just, seconds. what would it have taken for him to finish that fight, in your if opinion? If he would have switched out the way you do it, it would have been over. It would have been yes. done over, finish, pop. <laughs> That's what I wanted and, you to and say. They would have been bigger than life. He's, that actually, that made him more popular, believe it or not. He is more popular because he's a G. He brings it. And he didn't accept defeat, even though he gave it. Yeah. But he didn't accept. It. Yeah, I he was like that. that in a street fight. It had been over, done. He goes. He was sleepwalking. I mean, he knows how to <laughs> uh, switch something into a positive. He's yeah. a master. He, both him and his brothers, they're masters at switching the negative to positives and f the negative. I'm focused on the positive. Remember when Connor, when Connor, when he loses to Connor the second time around. His comment was, well, all I know is if that was me, I would have finished me. It was like, what? What did he just say? If that was me, I would have just finished me. Then I find out he had uh, bruised ribs or broken ribs. He was implying that if he was as injured as he was, and if if, if Connor went in with broken ribs, he would have finished him. Yeah. He might be right. Yeah. He might be right. I mean, he he just kind of tells it the way it is, man, and – uh, and, 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 you know, I love the way he handles the fans and I love the way he respects the fans that respect him. Yeah. And, and he's becoming a master at, uh, with the fans. He really is. I watched the way he's talking. I watched everything he was doing. I said, man, there's Nate Diaz. He's got it going on, man. He, he is really 
really in tune with his fans and he gives the fans what they want. I applaud him. I applaud him for that. Yeah. You know, uh, I do, even though he fights with my guys, but it's, 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 it does it the correct way, you know. He's not attacking religion. He's not attacking family. He's attacking the fighters themselves. Yeah. Game on with that stuff. I, I, that, I, as long as they don't attack coaches, coaches are not game on. It is yeah. about this far. I believe yeah. the coaches alone. I agree with you. If he had just went in there and just went like all or nothing and, and threw strikes, I'm wondering if maybe he just didn't know the time. He wasn't looking at the, 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 the time up on the teleprompter. Maybe he thought he had more time than he had. And so he was trying to show off a little bit before he got the big knockout or whatever. And maybe I'm then he ran sure out of time. It's going to bother him, bro. It's going to bother him because yeah. he had it. He had it for he sure. He had it. His brother's probably going to say, dude, why did you take the fool out? He was there. He was going to go out. I mean, boom, he's going to go out, you know. And listen, I thought I thought Leon Edwards was too young, too good of a kickboxer, and I thought that uh, I thought that he was going to be clean, and I didn't think he, you know that what happened was going to happen. Yeah. And, and had it been a three rounder, I didn't know it was going to be five rounder. I originally thought it was going to be a three rounder. When I heard it was a five rounder, then I kind of went, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, you already know Nate's going to be strong <laughs> as hell in the fifth round. Yeah. I didn't know how Leon was going to be, and he was slightly tired. Yeah. Nate wasn't tired at all. No. Not at all. He was like. Hey, let's go. You ain't hurt me. He hit him with some hella shots. Nate was not hurt at all. No. At all. Not at all. He got hit with good shots. Wasn't hurt. No. He was. Co- he looked like a zombie. He was covered in blood, but he, he didn't show any sign of anything. And then he got cut. You know, and he was cut during practice, uh, during training, yeah. and he said it. And so it got cut again. So, so I mean, he's got so much scar tissue built around him that, you know, I'm sure he bleeds like a faucet almost getting hit almost anywhere, you know, because he's been in so many wars. That guy, blood don't bother him. I think, I think maybe he had Fabia in, a, in his training camp, and Fabia was cutting him up and getting him used to it. And then so now when he got cut in the fight, he was just like, oh, this is no big deal. I'm used to it. I, th- you know, I think that was a secret you know, weapon. Honestly, I think Fabia wouldn't last like 30 seconds with Nate. I think Nate <laughs> oh, exposed no. him for years and smacked the crap out of him and said, get the hell out of here. Nate, Nate knows real from real, man. He, he ain't playing. The crazy thing with Nate, though, is like, yeah, yeah, we could sit here and say, and in any other circumstance, we can sit here and say, yeah, he could have got in there and finished it. St- stupid mistake, and and you know what a what a big mistake, and and you know, now he lost the fight and all that. We can say all this negative stuff because he could have finished it, but with Nate, you can't. Like like Nate didn't finish it. He didn't win the fight. But you don't even care because in your mind, he still won the fight kind of. Like he really he really kind of won the fight in, in your head still. And, and he won the people. He still won the fight. He became more popular. So it's like he didn't have to win. Like <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. He became – so, you know, people – I mean, how, how, what's his record in the last five fights? What is his record? I don't know. I mean, it's – I can't – I honestly don't know. You got me. I, I don't even, I really don't even know. It's, it's been two years since he fought. Um, he fought uh, Masvidal. He lost that. I think that might have been the last one. So he's definitely lost the last one. He lost he against lost Connor. Connor. He beat yeah, Connor. He lost his last three, and then he beat Connor before. So that. I guess I guess so he's like uh, I guess two fight lose streak now three fight. I, th- I guess three fight lose streak. unless it's something yeah. I'm forgetting. Yeah, that's not that bad. That ain't no. bad. That ain't bad. Because look, and he's thrown great fights in the. But process. look what he did against someone who's arguably one of the best in the division. I mean, he yeah. held up strong and was going strong in the fifth round, and and like he said, he was sleepwalking. You know, if it had been a six-round fight or a seven-round fight, we know what would have happened. I mean, it would have... Or a street fight. Or a street fight, you know? It would have been Nate, and that's that's all Nate cares about. Remember he said, ah, if it had been a street fight, it had been over. It's, yeah. it's true. It's true. Yeah. He wouldn't have let him off. I mean, but that's that's what people love him. It's, it's, he, he, he don't care. He's like, hey, you know? I mean, I, I, I think his next fight's going to be huge, and uh, yeah, it's going to be huge. 
Yeah, we, you know, he's the type of guy that can win a fight or lose a fight. He's always going to gain more fans, no matter what, um, just because of how he is. Um, and he's a dream guy to have on the podcast. I've been trying to get him on forever. I talked to Nick a while back. Nick, Nick, Nick and those guys want to come to Phuket. So they hit me up, and we were talking about it. And I was like, man, you got to come on my podcast. But they just, they're the hardest guys in the world. They're harder than your guys. Islam is the number one guy that, that people want to see on the podcast, and he's he's one of the hardest guys to get on there. Luckily, I got everybody else from from Habib's crew on the podcast. At least I got him on there. But he's these guys are harder than those guys. I mean, they just they do not like. I mean, it wasn't like they don't want to be on there. They don't like me. We had great conversation. He wants to come to Phuket. We're gonna have a great time and all that. But they just don't like doing podcasts. And it wasn't rude. No, it wasn't Nick's like always you know, been that way, bro. Nick, yeah. Nick doesn't like. It. I don't. I, I think he's got some kind of. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. I just know that Nick Nick avoids him. I think he's probably been taken advantage like all of us by the media and and, and taken out of context and and clickbaited. And I think he probably just doesn't want that to happen again because that's something he can't control. And so he, he takes that big risk when he goes on on a podcast. Yeah, I can't say I'm friends with the guys. I know them. I like them, but I can't say I'm friends with the Diaz brothers. I'm not. I, I respect them, you know. And we fought them on occasions. We've we've won. We've lost, you know. And um. But I respect them, and, and uh, they're stars, uh, straight up. They're stars. Whether you like them or you don't, they're stars, and you tune in to watch them. And I've tuned in to watch all of Nate's, Nate's I think, last five fights, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've tuned in. I watched them, and, and uh, yeah, I'll tune in the next one, too, because it'll be a great fight. So what do you think about Edwards as far as he had a, a pretty damn good performance, um, you know, against Nate, but on a two-year layoff, but he had a pretty clean performance. His technique was good. His speed was good. He had a great fight, but he almost got finished at the end. What do you think that's going to do for his career? Dana already said Colby's the number one contender. It's going to put him on the back burner for a title shot uh, with uh, with the champ. It's not going to put him in the front line. Had, had that what happened in the fifth round not happened, He'd have been number one. Now he has to wait. I think it's going to be Covington. It should be Covington because Covington, Covington's last performance was incredible. So it should be Covington. And then I think, I think, but you know, Leon uh, benefited from this one too because this is the first time he was in a high-profile situation, and, and now people good. are going to be talking about him. He's a great guy. Leon looks a good, guy. you know. And except great for the guy. fifth round, he actually looked good. So I mean, he did have a chance to shine for for four rounds, you know. And and bro, he. I don't know how many people would have survived the way he was hurt. And he, he was very composed. Yes, he sir. survived. He survived. Not many people could have done what he did. And he survived against a dangerous striker like Nate Diaz. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, Nate Diaz is so unorthodox, effective, unorthodox. And he survived. So, man, you got to hats off to hats off to, to, to Leon, man. Hats off because that, that was no easy task, even though Nate – Gave him about 30 seconds. Like, are you ready? Ha, ha, ha. Are you ready? Ha, ha, ha. I heard yeah. you. Ha, ha. Here I come. You know, I mean. Leon was probably so happy. He's like, just keep pointing at me. Don't punch me. <laughs> just please. Yeah. Leon's going, yeah, yeah, I should point back at you. Ah. But he, you said, no, this Leon was so wobbly. He probably wanted to point at him, but he was too wobbly. His eyes were rolled back in his head off. When you see him after that first punch, he caught himself without falling, but his eyes were starting to roll back in his head. Yeah. He could have just been slapped. Like, Nate could have just yeah. done that classic slap, and it would have been done. He would have been over. It would have been over. It would have been over. All he needed to do is once he cracked him, follow up with a few more, and it's been over. Yeah. Done. But nope. He's like, yeah, there you go. And like, no. I was like telling myself, no, go yeah. finish. I, you yeah, know I mean, me. I was the that, same. He earned the kill shot. Take it. Yeah. He didn't take the kill shot. 
I was he didn't take the kill shot, and and it's it's not that he doesn't know doesn't have a killer instinct. He does. He just only he knows. Only he knows. Yeah, I was standing up, just screaming at the TV, "Go, go, 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 go!" Because like you know, you you can't not root for Nate. You know, I, I no no disrespect no. to Edwards, but I I, I, I just you can't not root for I, Nate. I was rooting for both. I, I I was I was I wanted a good fight, and I got a good fight. You yeah. know, uh, I got a good fight. So I was, I was very impressed with Edwards, though. And and but I knew Nate could do it. But I but I thought Liam could outpoint him. And but then when Nate did what he did, I appreciate a good fight. Yeah. You know, so I'm I. It's not like I, I'm rooting against either one. To be honest with you, it's just that I know Leon. I don't know Nate. Leon trained with me for two camps. Yeah. So I know it. So it's kind of like you know, an honor you go with that guy. I I've, I've never trained Nate. I don't know anything about Nate other than he's a good guy. <laughs> And it wasn't quite what I said. I mean, for, for the most part, it wasn't like in the beginning, I'm like, I hope Nate wins the fight. It was just more along the lines of I can associate with Nate. I know Nate more and he's a legend. So I kind of like wanted him to have a good performance. In no way did I think he was going to win that fight from the beginning. But I wanted him to have a good performance and entertain the crowd. And when it got to the point where he was losing four rounds and then he landed that strike, then I was not only just rooting for Nate, I was rooting for this incredible upset that could possibly happen and be so exciting. So that's what yeah. I was kind of rooting for. And yeah. then who, who better for it to happen to than Nate, you know, cause he yeah. would make the most of it. If it happened, he would have got a title shot off of that. He would have got a title shot hands down. He would have been fighting for the title. The place would have went absolutely crazy. Had Leon Edwards went down and, and lost that fight in the fifth round. Cause you know what Nate would have done. He goes, he'd have been title shots. Mine. Let's yeah. go. He just take you know, it. <laughs> more entertaining it. ways that I said it, but he would have said, "Let's go," and he would have deserved it. And and you know, we'll see what he wants to do. He, I mean, he's got so many options. You know, he still got Connor. He you calls know, the he's shots. He's got Jake Paul potentially if Dana would ever allow that, which I doubt he will. But if he ever did, he's got that one. I mean, uh, Nate Nate has a lot of options available. He he is undoubtedly one of the major stars and he's you know what you know what i like about him he is not a champion but he commands champion champion uh requests are granted to him the champions can't get requests so why be hating on him so it's kind of like hey man you stop bitching do it and he goes out there and he does it no i ain't doing this no i ain't doing that you know why because nate diaz brings eyeballs to the screen people want to see him you know win or lose they want to see him they 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 want him to win the vast majority of people want him to win, yeah. but he brings eyeballs to the screen just like Nick does, you know, and uh, bottom line is when you can do that and you know how to call the shots like he does and his brother, they'll call the shots. And UFC has to bend to a certain degree, bro. If you look at every UFC champion, Nate has more leverage and star power than most of them. And mm -hmm. can fill more stadiums, including pound for pound the greatest in the world right now, technically, if he's still in, uh, John Jones. I think Nate could fill up a stadium more than John Jones could. And, and, and John Jones is arguably one of the greatest fighters of all time just because yeah. of, of who he is. And, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a knock to John Jones. That's just the facts stating from looking at the pay-per-view numbers and looking at the, 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 the people who's behind him. I mean, Nate just goes and weighs in and gets more more recognition, applause, and, and rumbling from the crowd than, than most of these guys when they fight and win. You know, it's crazy. Well, the thing of it is, uh, Nate knows where, he's, where his worth is, and he says, pay me, straight up. Yeah. Pay me. Now, if you don't know what your worth is, you may ask for more than your worth is. 
Yeah. So let's face it, until until the government comes into play and they play the Muhammad Ali Act and it gets passed, which I don't know if it ever will, I'm sure they're getting closer, but it's been how many years they're working on that thing? Eight years? Long time. So until that happens, the UFC is going to gain and they're going to do what they need to do to protect their assets. And whether you like it or not, tough shit. Yeah. They, they have, they're within their legal rights to do what they're doing. Yeah. And guess what? As long as they're doing what, what's in, within their legal rights, they're going to continue to do what's best for them. Now, is it right for the fighters? Everybody has their opinion. You know, All I know is they're doing nothing illegal. Yeah. No, no. They're, they're not in their business. And, and uh, they're the ones that, that, that bought the UFC. And, and suffered through the, the negative 40-something million dollar debt and, and brought it back out and, and, and did all the, you know, the stuff that anyone, could, anyone else could have done and they didn't. So, I mean, it, it's their company. And so you can't, you can't knock them for just running their company how they want. I mean, every other company runs how they want, you know? It's just this yeah. is one where you have your, your, your staff happens to be superstars and they have voices and they have the media. So instead of just your staff sitting at a cubicle, you know, talking to the guy in the next cubicle saying, I hate this fucking boss and he's a piece of shit and I should be making more money, you got guys on freaking CNN or whatever, you know, like the ESPN and – and not CNN, <laughs> hopefully not CNN, but ESPN, and, and they got bigger voices, so it makes it for just a little bit more dramatic of a relationship between your staff and your 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 promotion or your company. But so Dana also announced that Masvidal he wants possibly if I if I read this correctly he he's thinking of putting Masvidal with Edwards. What do you think in a fight like that? I mean I think something like that Edwards is going to pick Masvidal apart. And I love Masvidal kind of like the same way I love Nate. But I just think uh, I think Edwards, if he stays, but but his chin again too. I mean, Masvidal hits a little bit harder than Nate, and uh, and 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 it's hey, pretty vicious. There's so. there's, there, there's some real real. I want to get you, mother. I need you. I want you. Yeah. That's a real fight. I I would put that one together in a heartbeat. That's what that's what he's trying to do. I think huge star. You know, and, and Leon just made himself a star. So that's a fight I would definitely put together because the winner of that. Could fight the winner of of uh, you know uh, Covington versus uh, the champ. Yep. You know because the the champ, in my opinion, is going to remain the champ. And then Edwards, I can't tell you he's going to beat Masvidal. I cannot. Yeah, I cannot. you're right. Masvidal I was thinking about is, this is a power, pretty good striker, and man, and he has good power. Yeah. I can tell you it's a fun fight. I can tell you I'm looking forward to seeing it. But I can tell you what I think should happen is Masvidal and Leon should fight. The winner of that should fight between, uh, you know, the champ and, and Covington. And, you know, you can't count Covington out because one shot's all it takes. But I'm so impressed with Kamaru. It's like I watched him. I see how he handles himself. That guy's a champion inside and outside uh, the, the cage, man. I have nothing but total respect and admiration for him. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his through and through. Through and through, I'm a fan of his. And I, I look forward to watching all his fights because he's the total, total package. Yeah. And then, and then lastly, the what ifs from UFC 263. It looks like uh, Vittori's eyeing Costa now. What, what do you see in a fight like that? That's a pretty damn solid matchup between two bulls. What, what, what do you think in, in a fight like that with Vittori versus Costa? Oh, uh, that should be interesting. You know, I just don't know what's going to happen there. You know, I mean, you got Costa who, who he got annihilated too, right? He got. He kind of made it look kind of silly by yeah. Adesanya. <laughs> well, Vittori didn't get he didn't he wasn't made to look like a fool. No. He was not. He he lost and he lost more than what he thought he lost, but he wasn't made to look like a fool no. at all. Period. No. 
you know, he, he did, he had his moments and, uh, but Tori and Costa, it's a great fight, man. It's a real good fight. Uh, the thing of it is who gets to fight Izzy? Izzy is, well, he's going to fight uh, Whitaker, right? Probably Whitaker. Cause that's who's left. And that's, then after that's he picks I think up be, Whitaker, yeah. if that happens, which I'm thinking it will, yeah. who's left. You know, the thing about Izzy that's impressive he fights three to four times a year. He yeah. fights a lot, bro. For I didn't champ, even yeah. realize he had so many fights. And I go, wait a minute, when did this guy come in? 2018. Yeah, no, he's 2018. Yeah, and, and and look at the pandemic and the whole bit and everything. And this guy's got how many fights in the UFC? Yeah. quite yeah. a few. Yeah. Quite a few. Yeah, this guy fights three to four, five times a year, bro. Yeah, impressive. You yeah. know, and, and I like him. I, I just like him. Period. He's one of my favorites. To watch all the way around, you know, and uh, on this one here, I thought that if, if uh, you know, Marvin got him down, but he wasn't the same level of jujitsu and heavy like Jan. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a different skill set. Yeah. I was waiting to see what happened. I knew he probably would get him down, but my question was, can he hold him down? And no, he couldn't, you know, because I think that, uh, you know, Izzy proved to be a little bit more slipperier than, than Vittori thought. And I think he proved it. I think I think he didn't realize he was going to be as slippery as he was. And and uh, he did. He was slipperier. And I think that threw him for a loop. And then eating all the leg kicks. He ate a lot of leg kicks, yeah, bro. And, and uh, maybe they didn't bother him as much as he thought. But I think that, the, you know, if you didn't count all the leg kicks that you ate, you might have thought you had a better chance. But you're eating too many leg kicks that really put Izzy way ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, you know, I would have to say, uh, I think Izzy made a huge improvement on his ground game because I think from before, especially with the Vittori fight for sure, and then even since then and, and some of these other fights, he, his getting up from the bottom and his movement from the bottom was a lot better. It was a lot better it than better. it used to be. It was better. He's put but some again, work in. Vittori was not as good as, as the light heavyweight champ. Rough Jan was I mean, just too big slightly heavy. better. Yeah, yeah. You know? So who knows? Who knows? One thing for sure, one thing for sure, he's getting up. And yeah. he wasn't being held down, and he got no damage. Yeah, zero, zero damage, and, and uh, he didn't look like the the white belt that he did with with uh, the champ. Yeah, he looked white belt with the champ on top of him. He didn't look like a white belt in this one. No, he, that was he, deceiving, and that that's why I kind of thought Vittori had a chance. But then when I saw Vittori take him down and him get up, I was like, oh shit, this is this isn't even the same guy that fought Jan, you know. But maybe it was just Jan was just way more powerful, and it, and it shut him down a little bit more than, you know, than 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 it looked. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So, what do you think about um, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley? Um, 190 pounds, 20 by 20 ring, eight rounds, 10 ounce gloves. What, what are we gonna see here? Now, Tyron, by the way, just so you know, because I know, I've known him for a long time. He's trained boxing for a long, long time. It's not like he's an MMA fighter who's never trained boxing. I was at Wild Card with this guy uh, five years ago. I'm on. I'm on the Dana train. <laughs> I'm on the data train. We're all old. Uh, you're yeah, talking to Tyrone Woodley from four years ago that was actually unstoppable, that was fast, that was hungry, that uh, that did everything. Or are you talking to Tyrone Woodley that recently has been 0-4, who hadn't been quite able to pull the trigger, who hit 40 years of age, and 40 is a real number. I've seen it with DC, and uh, you know it's like you can't turn back father time, man. And my question, this is my question, number one. Yeah, I, I, Tyrone can box, and this is a heavy hitter. And if he hits Jake and knock Jake the F out, Jake could do the same to him. One of the questions I have is this. Okay, Jake's been boxing over three years with, with professionals that really know. He's got, he's got BJ Flores, who's a hell of a coach. He's got Jacob Chavez, 
who who is a good friend of mine, who's a hell of a coach, was working to give him an advice. He's got some really good people behind him in boxing. In boxing, okay, Tyron is just gonna have to play catch up. So that's another disadvantage for him. Uh, the advantage for Tyron is, bro, they're doing they're doing a rematch clause. So obviously, Jake Paul's people feel that they could lose. Yeah. They feel that they could lose. Why yeah. would they give him a rematch clause if they didn't think they could lose? Well, if you're Tyron, what would you do? I'm signing the dotted line. Hey, I'm gonna knock the hell out of you, and then I'm gonna yeah. knock the hell out of you again. <laughs> I'm gonna make triple, quadruple the payday that I've ever made in the UFC. And you know what? People are gonna buy into this because this is a real, real fight. Yeah. Okay, the Ben Askren thing, the hype was good. Ben is a great talker, but Ben can't box. We knew that. Yeah. And I thought Ben was gonna come out there and do the Logan Paul type of scenario with Mayweather, you know, where he's all Hanging sloppy on. and wild and wrestling. That, that's what I thought. That's what I thought Ben was gonna do. What does he go out there and try to box with him? I was like, oh no, what is he doing? You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. You know, the guy, the Jake Paul is no joke as far as his boxing level. This guy, he's got skills, man, and he's got power. He's got speed, you know. And the thing is, with Tyron, guess what? He is talented, too. He's experienced, he's got power, and he's got speed. And he has one thing for damn sure. Hardly ever been knocked out. Hardly ever been knocked out. Who took him out? Nate, uh, Nate Marquardt. And, and you think about that. He hit him with a, a flush, hard elbow with his right. That didn't knock him out. He hit him with an elbow to the left right after that. That didn't knock him out. Then he hit him with a hook. That finally, after th after two unpadded elbows and a left hook with the four-ounce glove, stumbled him enough that he was going down. And then Nate hit him with that brutal uppercut as he was going down. And that's the only time he's been knocked out. Now, his last fight, just defending my boy Tyron a little bit, uh, he did pull the trigger. He went after Vincent, and Vincent is a guy with eight knockouts in the UFC, a vicious striker. He went after him. He he took it to him, though he got the worst of it. And and he also took multiple punches by Vincent, and we've seen Vincent knock people out with one punch in the UFC multiple times. Uh, Tyron took multiple punches and didn't get knocked out, and then they went to the ground, and then he got put in a choke. And Tyron wasn't like giving up and just flopping around like he was knocked out or hurt. He was fighting as hard as he could to get out of the choke, and then he couldn't get out of the choke. So to think yeah. that Jake Paul is going to just throw a 10-ounce glove, an overhand, and just just hit him one time and knock him down like Ben Askren, I no, don't no. see that happening. No, I honestly can't, I can't imagine no, that happening. No. But this is what you should expect, okay? This is something that's real. There's 10-ounce gloves. There's 4-ounce gloves. When you're used to sparring with 10-ounce gloves, there's a big advantage when the person that's, that's sparring used to go with four ounce gloves. Now he has to do 10 ounce gloves. There's certain things you can do with 10 ounce gloves that you cannot do with four ounce gloves. Okay. So he, you know, he's going to, Woodley's going to have to get used to that. So yeah. does he have enough time? Is he, is his father time caught him up? I know one thing. Tyrone is a stud. I know another thing too. He's a legend. Okay. I know another thing through. He hits hard. Another thing, he's fast as hell. Another, another thing, he's happy as hell to fight this guy. You know, so I know all those positives. I know this. It's going to be a bigger fight than the last one with Askren. This one's going to hit oh, yeah. one and a half to two million pay-per-view buys because this be is the legit, legit fight. And and should Jake Paul get by Woodley? Should. And I say should because there's no guarantee. Because Tyrone could just come out there and mop the floor with him. I, I, I'm not one to think that ain't going to happen. Bullshit. I didn't think 
I didn't think that would happen ever with Ben. I didn't think Ben was had a chance in the world to knock him out. I thought Je- uh, Ben's chance was to drown him. Yeah, like, that's you what know, I thought too. Later rounds, I thought Ben could drown him because he, th- you know, rough him up with wrestling. But he didn't do that. He went out and tried to box with him. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. What are you doing? See, I saw a, a video clip when they first started with Duke Rufus, and Duke Rufus was working a lot of inside grappling, tumbling, and this and that. And I'm going, I go because Duke's, Duke's a hell of a coach, bro. Yeah. He is a hell of a coach. Yes. And I said, Duke's got it. He's got it. He's got the right idea. And then he's going train with Freddie Roach. He's training with these guys that are just boxers. They don't know shit about what an MMA fighter can do, and then the wrestling part and all that. Ah, man. And I think personally, uh, the fact that Mayweather wants to help Woodley could be bad and good. Could be bad, but could be good because, you know, Mayweather's got an interest in it. And, and, and you know, he is the greatest, probably the greatest of all time. And if yeah. you got him in your corner, it could give you a big boost, you know. But my question is, which, which Woodley's going to show up? Yeah. The Woodley of four years ago? The Woodley of four years ago? He knocks out Jake Paul. I'm sorry. That's it. I, I knocks him out. This Woodley, I don't know. I mean, you got to catch up to experience, though, Hob. And the thing is, is like, I mean, we, we have to look at the, the, the facts. And, and, and yes, I think Jake Paul has potential. I'm not trying to hate on Jake Paul. I think he has potential. I think it's great that he's got into boxing and hats off to him. He's a crazy dude. So he's the type of guy that's going to go out there and be like that Conor McGregor type and fight. He's not going to just quit and run away and cower down or something like that. So I think he has the potential to be a boxer. Um, But to catch up with experience, I mean, Tyron's been boxing for a long time. I was there five years ago at Wildcard when he was boxing. He was sparring pro pro boxers at that time, doing well. Um, he came to AK Thailand, and this is recent. You know, he's been at AK Thailand uh, multiple times, and he's came recently. And when he does pad work, I mean, people just stop. They don't even know who it is, like our guest. They don't even know who it's Tyron Woodley or whoever it is, and they just stop and watch because, I mean, his power and speed is just phenomenal, And you know, even at this age. And this was recent. Um, yeah. Well, again, keep in mind, you know, Damon Maya, 43 years of age, not the same, no. you know, and, and I'm sorry. I, that was my only my only concern is that how much of that will we see? And, and he's playing catch up. He's playing catch up. You know, you're used to he's never had a boxing boxing match. OK, he's not used to the 10 ounce gloves. You know, 10 ounce gloves are a big difference. I and mean, you can spar all you want in the gym, but you go out there and, and play for real in the real ring, it, it, there's a little slight advantage over to Jake Paul. The youth advantage, the speed advantage might go with Woodley, I think. You know, I think he, but For the power, sure. I think they both hit like, like brick walls. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, the bottom line is, this is a fight people are interested. This is a fight that's going to sell. This is a fight that's going to make both of them very famous, both yeah. of them very rich. One's already a famous guy, but Woodley's going to become more of a household name after this. And if he decides... That he's going to put it on the line and knocks Jake Paul out. Guess what? He's got a rematch clause. And he's now he's going to do it again. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Tyron, like, bring it on. Bring it on. That's the best best scenario for me. I mean, he hasn't had a boxing fight, but he's went toe-to-toe in four-ounce gloves with vicious guys and, and, and knocked him out. Jake Paul, you have to look at the facts, though. I mean, again, he has all the potential, but he's never fought a striker in his life. Not only has he never fought a boxer, he's never even fought a guy who trains in boxing. And then when you look at his fight camp, you got to look at it like this, too. He has the best coaches and the best trainers, but they're all yes men, and they're, they're catered to him, and, he, and, he, and he's winning every round. How many, how, how many rounds have you seen me win before a fight? 
Hob, you've never seen me win a round or win a, win a sparring session before any of my fights. And I've knocked people out and I've won a lot of fights. Yeah. I've gotten Correct. my ass kicked every single fight camp I've ever had. He wins all <laughs> one, of his, his, yeah. his training. One place you're wrong, his coaches aren't yes men. BJ Flores is not a yes man. No, I, I'm not BJ saying his coaches are, but they cater the him. camp for him. And so he's very protected. And that's it's different when, when you're protected in your camp and you're such a big star. And, and, you, and he has star power. So even BJ Flores is going to treat him differently than a normal guy, for sure. Let me give you a little story about, about BJ Flores, what, what he does with his students. Okay. BJ texts me when I'm in Las Vegas with Habib's crew. We're all doing our thing. And he goes, hey, Hob, do you have any good kickboxer, boxer guy that, you know, we're in Vegas with Jake Paul's thing. Do you have any kickboxer, boxer guy you can send over? You know, we, we'd like to this and that. And I said, uh, well, I had like, there was two. There was there was a, a, a one Ramazan who, who, who is a badass boxer. And I right. thought Ramazan would probably do good, but I thought Jake Paul would probably edge him out. And I could be wrong about that. Ramazan might just mop the floor with Jake Paul. I'm not sure. And I sent another guy that that was the number one kickboxer in the world, bro. He this guy is forty and one. He's fighting uh for the world glory kickboxing title. And this guy is a major stud. And I told BJ, I go, BJ, I go, this guy knocks out heavyweights, bro. He knocks out heavyweights. You know, this guy's heavy-handed. He's not technically, like, sound like a good boxer sound. I go, but this guy's got massive power. So, so you know, you know, so, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, so BJ's going to take the other guy because I just told him this other guy's a freaking killer, right? Don't take the killer. Who do you think he took? He, he took, took the killer. Yeah. A 40-in-1 kickboxer that's fighting one of the greatest glory kickboxers of all time. He took that guy, bro. Oh. I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> don't sell Jake Paul short. This boy can box. Okay, he doesn't have the experience. And I'm not trying to. I don't want. I don't want all the hate from the Jake Paul fans. I'm. I'm just saying he hasn't proved it yet. But I mean, he can. I, I'm saying he has the potential. But this is a perfect. This is a perfect catalyst because if he fought, if he fought another guy like Ben Askren, people would have said, "Hey, f you, man. Right, right, We're not gonna right. spend our money on your ass." But now he's fighting a real legit dude that can actually box. Yeah, Tyrone can actually box. We're gonna bro. know after this but, fight. But the question, the question I have is like Dana said. I'm sorry. Father time catches us all. Yeah. I, I don't care. In my mind, I think I'm a badass. <laughs> my body says, I'm not. You're yeah. a fat ass. <laughs> you know, straight up. You know, we're not the same, bro. So whether we like it or not, father time catches us, you know. It's like, you know, Habib's mentioned about a couple of fighters. He goes, they're done. Coach, and I go, no, 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 they're not done. And I'm just like, no, no, it's because he did this, because he did that. No, coach. You cannot reverse father time. They're done. And I no, Habib. No, you're wrong. No, no. Even though I knew he was right, I was still fighting him. No, no, but even though I knew he was right. And I go, yeah, I mean, you're right. If Father Time catches him. And that's, that's all I'm saying, bro. Father Time. Now, does he have the ability to knock Jake out? Yeah. Does he have the ability to knock Jake out in a couple of seconds? Yeah. But does Jake have the ability to do the same to him? Yes. Yes. The only thing I'm saying, two advantages. Okay. Age, Jake Paul. 10-ounce gloves, not used to them. I'm telling you, you better think about that. There is a little difference in that. Mm. There's a little difference in that. So those are the two edges I give Jake Paul. Now, 
having a hell of a coach in B.J. Flores and Jacob Chavez helping him and all the other guys, all the other, other, other world-class boxers he boxes, that's a big advantage for him. But so what? Woodley's going to have that too. With, with, it's with Mayweather. He's going to have galore, galore guys to box with. And, bro, it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight people are going to want to see. I want to see that. Like, I did not purchase Logan Paul in Mayweather. I didn't even want to watch it. I, it's like, give I me a break. I don't want to admit that I did. And, oh, 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 bro, take this. Who wants to watch a fight when there's no refs? I, I mean, no judges. It's ridiculous. No judges. 12-ounce gloves. I got taken. And and you outweighed the guy by, by what, 40 pounds? 30-something, yeah. 40 pounds? Give me a break. No winner like, announced. ain't going to happen. Look, listen. Yeah. You know, Mayweather beats both the Paul brothers on the same night with the whatever amount of work to. they want. Absolutely. Floyd's the guy, dude. But, but that doesn't mean that that Jake Paul can't box. It's just you're fighting against the greatest. Look what happened to Pacquiao when he fought Floyd Mayweather, bro. What happened to Pacquiao? Pacquiao was made to look kind of silly, bro. And that's one of the greatest boxers of all time. Floyd made him look silly, he you know? Canelo what did he too. do to Canelo? Same thing. He made Canelo mm-hmm. look silly. Yeah. Canelo could hardly ever touch him. You know, Canelo's better now, but, you know, Mayweather's older. Yeah. Mayweather's older. I mean, we. I mean, that's just a fact. You know, can Canelo and Mayweather fight now? Probably not a good idea for Mayweather no, because yeah. Canelo's more experienced and he's younger. And, and Mayweather's what, 46 now? 44? 44, 46? 40, I think 44, 45, something like that. Yeah, so so he slowed down. He ain't stupid. He, you know, one thing Mayweather is is an incredibly intelligent fighter, incredibly intelligent. He doesn't open up himself for nothing. And, and this fight only went eight rounds, and I didn't see any of it. It's only because Mayweather allowed it. And he just let Logan Paul just wail on him and wrestle him and throw him off balance. But, you know, from what I heard, I didn't see it because I didn't want to watch it. I thought it was a joke. And I think I'm correct. I think it was a joke. You know, but, but hey, Jake Paul, Woodley, not a joke. Jake Paul, if if uh, the UFC allows Jake Paul to go at it with, with uh, you know, Nate Diaz, that's the next step up. Now, yeah. unless Woodley whoops his ass then the rematch is the next step up. There's right. a lot of exciting fights. So for my money, it'd be cool if, if Woodley takes him out. I'm just I'm just happy that like he's stepping up and fighting a real fighter now. And, and I'm going yeah. for my boy Tyron Woodley because he's my friend and, and, and I've seen him train and I know he's vicious. But at the same time, I'm interested interested to see what's going to happen. And, and I'm interested to see what, what Jake does, whether he does good or whether he doesn't, what, what he does joke. after that. Does he quit or does, or does he continue or does he beat Tyron and become a superstar? Like, like it's going to be interesting either way it goes. But uh, uh, yeah, he obviously I'm joke. going for my boy he Woodley. And I do, I do truly think Willie's going to destroy him. But, um, yeah. but let me ask you just real fast, um, because a lot of people probably want to know, especially fighters coming up, um, what, what would you say as, a, as one of the most experienced coaches in the business, uh, the upside and the downside of a guy having a camp like Jake Paul where you have the same coaches every day uh, monitoring you and, and taking care of you and, and coaching you and someone like the route that, that Tyron's going where he is moving around he's going to great places with great coaches but what do you think was the, the up and downside of moving around to different places throughout your camp versus staying in one place and doing your whole camp you know with good coaches at one place I, I'll tell you this a very for me it's a very simple if I teach you how to jab and you learn my jab. You pick up that jab and learn it right away, and all of a sudden you become a master jabber? Or is it going to take you quite a long time? Long time. Okay, so if you're switching from camp to camp, are you really benefiting yourself, or are you hurting yourself? You're hurting yourself. 
You're not benefiting yourself because you're coming into a new camp, new people. You're having to do it their way. They're not used to what you're doing. They don't know what you do. So it's it's not the ideal situation. Like if 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 I was going to do something, I was going to fight. I'm going to stick with my people. I'm not going to go with anybody else than the people I've been involved with. That's it. I'm not going to switch. It's it's not smart. It's not smart at all. Yeah, I'm asking because I never did. You know, I stayed with you guys the whole time, so I, I don't have experience going from camp to camp to camp. Uh, let me ask you: so, Can you give me not not who you think is or who you want to win or or who you you favor in any way? But can I get a prediction of what you think you're going to see on August 28th? The honest opinion. What do you think you're going to see? Yeah, I think I'm going to see an explosive knockout. I don't know. I really don't know who's going to knock out who. I really don't. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm not betting against Woodley, and I'm not really going against. But Jake, I just think you're going to see a fun, exciting fight. I think you're going to see a fight that people are going to go, oh, you really got tested here, buddy. <laughs> it was no cakewalk. This yeah. is not going to be a cakewalk. And, and uh, this is a fight. We're going to see. This is a fight that will tell you if Jake Paul is the real deal or not. I think he is. But we'll see. We know one thing. Uh, Woodley is the real deal. That. One thing, everybody can agree on that, right? Everybody can agree. Woodley is the real deal. That is the real deal. Not everybody's going to agree on Jake being the real deal. I think Jake is the real deal, but not everybody's going to agree with me. I think 50% or more are going to say he's not, and he's got so much hate on him that more people are going to want to tune in to watch him get his ass beat than people are going to want to see him win. He's, gonna, he's got so much hate. And you know what? He, he, um, I got to give him credit because the way he plays the heel – is the right way. He's not attacking country. He's not attacking family. He's not attacking girlfriends. He's doing stupid little things like Floyd Mayweather. I got your hat. I got your hat. Mm. Who the hell would ever thought that was going to trigger Floyd off and piss him off to no end? Yeah, he was I got pissed. your hat. I got your hat. <laughs> he was so he pissed. He didn't talk about his kid. He didn't talk about nothing. He got Now that is a genius right there. Come on. You can't disagree with that. It's kind of a slap in the face, though, a little bit. You know, like if someone slapped me in the face, it's going to be on. It, I mean, I can t tolerate, you know, I can talk. I can I can kind of be political with people, you know, especially if I know I can beat them up or whatever. But if someone, like, touches me or does something or, you know, that's kind of a little bit uh, intrusive. And I don't know, that kind of, that kind of, that green light okay. kind of lights up a little bit. <laughs> would, would you rather that person grab your hat or talk about your mother, your country, your religion? I mean, honestly, grabbing a hat, I'd probably just laugh off, you know, because it's so immature. And, it, and I would just what? be like, dude, really? But like, you just grab my hat. Like, I, I would laugh that and, off. And, probably. and it got him crazy. But, what about the other one? When he's in that truck, when he truck, when he's in that truck and, and he and he goes with the Bellator guy and he throws, he throws a, a toilet paper at him. He's throwing toilet paper yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. calling him all Dylan kinds Dennis. of names. And he comes out running after him. And he's like, ha ha, you pussy. Ha ha ha. And then he falls on his ass trying to hit him back with the toilet paper. I mean, what kind of stuff is that? That's like genius. Or what about when he went with DC? When he went, you know damn well he went purposely to that arena yeah. to, to entice him. But the problem is, DC don't, don't play. DC. That, 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 that was, a, I'm telling you right that now. That could have been ugly. Straight up right now. You, you want to get your ass beat? Go with DC, then you can get your ass beat. That, 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 he ain't winning that one. I'm going to tell you this, Hob. From what I know from DC, and he's one of the funniest 
craziest, goofiest guys ever to train with who I love to listen to uh, in the gym. But I'm going to tell you this. If DC didn't have a job with the UFC and he wasn't actually working where the, the, the UFC has a pretty strict policy on don't, don't fuck around and they'll cut you in a heartbeat if you screw up. If he wasn't working for the UFC and commentating and having everything that he has, Jay Paul would have got his ass beat. If, if that, yep. if that had yep. happened at the hotel or something like that, Jay yep. Paul would have got at least slapped. They don't understand. They don't understand that. Leave, leave the bear alone. You got to be careful who you poke. You know what I mean? Yeah, like DC not, wouldn't he, take he that shit. He comes across as, as the real super funny kind of guy. Yeah. He'll fight, man. He ain't playing. No. He ain't playing. He will. You can't play with him like that. You no. cannot talk about him. You cannot do this. And, 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 you know, he'll fight you. And he'll fight you right then and there. And, yeah. If it was in a black, a, a dark alley or the street, forget the dark alley. If it wasn't in his during his job, I cannot tell you he wouldn't have. And it isn't going to be boxing. No. It ain't going to be boxing. You got to pick him up and slap <laughs> him. On him. His what, head. Are you gonna, what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. You better have the bodyguards protect you because there's nothing, nothing you could do that's going to stop from smashing. He knocked out the heavyweight champ of the world. He could do anything. But again, beautiful marketing. I, I yeah. applaud. I applaud both brothers. And, and look, you know, they they took the the loss. Logan Paul took the loss and made it a win. I went eight rounds with the greatest. I went eight rounds with the yeah, greatest. Right. And I didn't see the fight, but but I saw clips. And he looked pretty bad. He looked really bad. He was exhausted after two <laughs> rounds. Hav, he was so tired after two rounds from boxing, and all he was hitting was air. He couldn't hit Mayweather. So he he may have hit him one or two times in two rounds. The rest was shadow boxing, basically hitting air, and he was holding himself up on the ropes because he was so exhausted after two rounds. So, I mean, his cardio, and this shows you, I don't think he doesn't train hard. I don't, th and this, this is going to go into effect with, uh, with Jake Paul fighting Tyron as well. I don't think these guys don't train hard. I think they train hard. But there's a difference when you've never fought, and then you get out there, and that adrenaline's going, you're in a fight, you, you know, you got the nerves going. It zaps you. And I think that's what happened to Logan Paul is, is, is all that, that, that energy got zapped out of him because he had that pressure. I and mean, he was out there with freaking Mayweather. Well, he was made to miss. If if Woodley can make Jake Paul miss, it'll happen to him too. Correct? Because yeah. you got to make a miss. I don't know of one fighter in the world that I've ever seen that's going to do that to anybody other than Mayweather. He's the master slipper of slippers. I've never seen anybody as good as him. For sure, no. His of course, of course. You know, he's the best I've ever seen. But I'm saying, experience-wise, the longer that fight goes with Jake Paul, the more Tyron Woodley is going to be uh, more comfortable and more strong. Advantage Tyron's experience. Yes, Woodley has more experience. Look, listen. You asked me who I thought. You asked me honestly. I don't know. No. I know it's a fight I will definitely tune in. I yeah. know it's a fight I definitely want to watch because I know that fight could end in the first second <laughs> yeah. in the last bit of the last round. Yeah. And it could be either one of those guys holding their hands up. And I'm kind of happy for Woodley because he's going to get a monster payday, yeah, bro. And I'm, if he I'm, wins, I'm loving it. He's going to get another master payday. You know, monster payday, not master. Monster payday. Yeah. So... Kudos to him. I like I like Woodley. I he, remember he, he came to my gym a long long time ago. He played he trained with us two times, right? He, when Mark Ellis was with yeah, us. He, he came, came a long time ago. That's how we met. We were we were all in the yeah. Airdyne and stuff. Like but he that. was inspired by how hard we trained, and he was like, "Man, you guys kill it here," you know. And and so yeah. he, that, and he started training a little bit with us. Yeah, I like him. I like him. And, and it wouldn't, you know, if if I'm being honest, I would want him to win would want him to win. Yeah. I just don't know if he can. You know, I don't know. But if I'm if you ask me if you go Hob, who do you want to win? Woodley. Not even gonna 
second guess that. Hands down, Woodley. But can I don't know. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. And then real quick, uh, this, I know we talked about this a little bit before, but what, what's your take now? Has anything changed since we talked last time about the Conor versus Poirier fight? Do you think Conor has what it takes to come back? I mean, he's proven he's a fighter. I mean, the guy's a number one uh, paid athlete on the Forbes list, and he's still getting in there fighting for money that doesn't really matter to him anymore. So he's a true fighter for sure. He's proven that. He's in there for the fight. He's in there to win. He's in there because of his pride. Do you think he has what it takes? Because he had a good first round with Poirier the last time, even though he lost – do you think he has what it takes to beat Poirier and there's a chance or do you think we're going to see Poirier win again the same way? I definitely think he can do it because I think the calf kicks was the deciding factor and the second deciding factor is when Connor put a good one on Dustin and Dustin took it and that's when he said, oh, I, I can take your shot. I'm going to give you some of mine. And uh, obviously with the, the leg being uh, jeopardized the way, the way it was compromised, sorry, not jeopardized, compromised, I, I think that the fact that uh, Dustin come in and finish him, um, I don't think we're going to see the same. Because if we see the same, if Connor's uh, leg gets, you know, again, like, and then that, you know, in that scenario again, okay, well, some of you guys aren't doing your job right because that shouldn't happen again. Right. It should not happen again yeah. because you should have been aware of that. And, and, and if you're not aware of it, then shame on you. You know, it shouldn't happen again. It should not happen again. Listen, when Habib fought Justin Gagey, when that bout was brought up, I really looked at the whole thing and I told Habib, Justin's coming for your leg. Habib got so disturbed, not disturbed, wrong word. Habib was like, coach, quit telling me that because I'm going to have it in my mind that that's what's happening and I want to focus on everything. I go, look, listen, I understand you're going to have a lot going on, but I need you to focus on that because that's the only way I see him being able to potentially get you. I'm not saying he will get you, but that's going to be his number one go-to weapon. So you need to make sure that you are paying attention for that calf kick. So yeah. things like that make a difference. And then, of course, after the fight, Habib's first word to me was, Coach, did you tell him about the calf kick? <laughs> you know, I mean, joking, right? Because yeah, yeah. he's like, he acknowledged that that was a big, powerful weapon. You know, but yes. I already knew. I, you know, you, you look at it's black or white, bro. It's black or white. You go. This is how you can win. This how you cannot win. That's the reason why I look at black and white with with Ty, with Whitley and, and and Jake Paul. I'm looking at the older guy versus the younger guy. They they both have power. They both can KO each other. The more experienced older guy, the younger, hungrier guy that's got major power, got great coaching. He's been with with BJ and those guys for a while. I'm telling you, man, those guys are great coaches. Yeah. They really are. And and uh, 
That could be the difference. It could be the difference. You know, uh, if you want my opinion, uh, I think staying with Duke Rufus, you know, and, and playing that game would be a better deal than going somewhere else that might change you because they don't have that much time. They don't have that much time. That's just my opinion. I think Duke Rufus is a great coach. And he knows you better than everybody else because you've been with him. And he's been with them longer, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, he's been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely – whatever he does, I would definitely include Duke. And everything he does, I would include Duke. I would definitely would. I definitely would. Because he's a great coach. He's a great coach. So what was your final prediction for the Poirier-Connor uh, fight this time around? Oh, we, did we miss on that one already? Uh, I thought already <laughs> – you gave your thoughts, but you didn't give your final prediction. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dustin because I like Dustin, and I'm not a fan of Connors, so I can never be a fan of Connors. Uh, he he did. I'm never a fan of his. Never. So I, I never want him to win. So it is what it is. He, yeah. he doesn't want my guys to win. I don't want him to win. Tough. It gotcha. is what it is. No, I'm going with Dustin, uh, and 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 a lot because I think he can do it, but also because. I don't like the other guy. <laughs> well, you're at least you're honest, so that's good. And so, what's new? What's new with Lassie? Before we go, what's new with you? And uh, and what are you up to right now? And then uh, is, is Habib with you, or is Habib back in uh, Dagestan? Habib will be coming back here to train with me. I have a deal with him. I'm the head coach for all Tigo MMA guys, the main guys. You know, like Tahir Movlid, who fights in the PFL. You know, uh, Zubaira, Manab, Abu Bakar, who's fighting. Uh, July seventeenth. Uh, no, we don't have we don't have a date yet. I'm sorry, we don't have a date. Yet. And Islam, Islam's fighting, right? Islam's fighting Tiago Moses. Uh, they got that one. So I think Abu Bakr doesn't have a fight just yet, but we're looking to put him on. And then Islam Amabadov and, and uh, Habib's cousin uh, Ushman's fighting in, in Bellator. You know, mm-hmm. and you know what? A lot of people don't know is a lot of Habib's fighters. They're either undefeated. Or they lost one or two max. Right, unbelievable. Islam Abadov, I believe, is nineteen and one. Yeah. Movlid, who's in that PFL, he's like sixteen and zero. Umar, his cousin, yeah. is like thirteen and zero. Yeah. Ushman's like twelve and zero. I mean, Tahir, who who's also in the UFC, he was supposed to fight uh, this coming week, but yeah. he had problems. He's sick, so he's like uh, fourteen and one or thirteen and one. I mean, uh, man, all I have a lot of lot of major studs with his team, and then a lot of good guys too that I have for my team. We we got a you know we got a got a good thing going. Uh, team AKA Team Eagles together and being the head coach of both. It's a, it's a beautiful place for me to be in. The only thing we need is champions. That's that's right. something I'm. That's an area that that I'm a little unfamiliar with. But R. J. Mueller who trains in, in Canada, you know, he won the, the 1FC heavyweight title and very proud of Arjan. He did, he did, he did, uh, you know, his heritage proud. And, yes, and this is a guy that gives back to the community and, and he's out there doing everything he can uh, to, to promote the sport. And you know what? He's smart. He's out there promoting the WWE or another wrestling organization. Cause he put all those guys on blast. He goes, I put you guys on blast. And I went, Damn, that's a hell of a promo right yeah. there. He's like, he's like, I'm putting you guys on blast. He's got that. What's that? That, that weapon they got? Yeah. What is that? That's a that's a warrior weapon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big badass. Stick. So, so he he Arjan knows how to promote, bro. And and uh, I'm very happy for him. Very happy for him. So he's the only current like right now, aka that's got a world title is Arjan, and we'll have more. Islam is going to get one. Umar is going to get one. I have more, and I believe Ushman and Bellator with time, you know, and uh, there'll be more. And then, 
you know, and we got Movlid, Movlid, who's in the PFL. He's, he, you know, he's in there. And he's, like I said, he's 16 and 0. He he had a devastating uh, jump front uh, KO that that's that a highlight reel. And Movlid's good all the way around. So uh, I think he's fighting Lance Palmer next. So okay, <laughs> hey, that's gonna be a fight because yeah. Lance Palmer yep. is gonna want vengeance after you know losing his last fight. You know because uh, I don't think he was expecting to get uh, out wrestled the way he did. Because yeah. normally he's the guy that out wrestles yep. people, yep. but now he's going in a person like Mobley, who's a hell of a wrestler too and yeah. a hell of a striker. Yeah. So Lance has got two back to back tough fights. So so don't be surprised if Mobley and 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 and. Um, the, the Arizona guy, the Division One national champion. What I forgot? Why did I forget his name? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're talking about. You know the thing is too. I think you're very familiar with uh, champions, and 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 I think it sounds like from what you just said, you got a a freaking a whole new breed of just lions coming up with all these guys that are undefeated and have great records, and with Habib and this Eagles AKA thing, um, and then Arjun, I've been talking to as well. Uh, we I talked to him actually before he fought Brennan Vera, and then he won the the championship. So he's the first Indian champion, uh, and and he was he was he was asking me about the the AK that we that we uh, just licensed in India he wants to go down there yeah. and, and do some stuff with those guys um, and then uh, also uh, Habib is he coming back to coach with you and has he coached with you and and how is he as a coach how is it having Habib as a coach versus being in there doing fight camps and stuff everybody wants to know that as a coach he's gonna be just as great as he was as a fighter wow. he still has a tiny bit of little things he needs to work on like for instance he'll tell me something and I said Habib I go you know you did all the talking. You don't let me talk. He goes, oh, sorry, coach. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> don't so interrupt, huh? I corrected that. Uh, this other one, you know, uh, while we're coaching, he, you know, someone's on the ground and I'm saying, like, hit to the body, blah, blah, blah. He tells me, coach, just quiet, coach, this ground game. And I'm like, oh, duh, ground game. Oh, okay. I shouldn't say nothing. I've always said things when it's a ground game or not. I'm so used to it. I know when you should be striking and when you shouldn't be striking, you know, when you should be defending. So that's, I haven't told him, Habib, you don't need to tell me to hush up when it's a ground game. I, I know what I'm doing. I've done this for how many years? Well, you train Habib too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know what to tell you to do. I know how to keep the, the active, uh, acti activity going. So I'm good at that. We're, we don't, I don't you know, but I need to tell him. But other than that, um, Little minor things, man. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's he's more of a disciplinarian than I am. Yeah, I'm of course. He yeah, yeah, he is. He's strict. Yeah, you're too nice. They don't show up. He kicks them out. Ali too. Ali came in, and these guys were late. These are big name guys, and, and they're coming in late. Ali just said, "What are you doing, brother?" He goes, uh, uh, "Well, I'm coming." I go, "No, no, no. You know this was supposed to be at this time. Get out." And the guy didn't know. The guy didn't know. He's brand new, and and you know he didn't know that that Ali had said that day before you need to be here at this time and Ali's looking at me like right coach and I'm like well you're the boss it's just your day on his day I let Ali do whatever he wants he's telling the guy get out <laughs> 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 he's mean Ali is mean he's not wrong but he's just mean I can't be mean like that you know me I, there's some things I will get mean at when yeah. you've been there how many times yeah. have I got pissed off at you guys I did get yeah. pissed a few off, times but not that often it takes a lot though I can tell already. You and you and Habib need a reality show, though. Build, building up this new uh, band of brothers and, and fighters that you guys have. So I, I hope I hope somebody's watching and pays attention and gets you guys y'all's own reality show because I can tell already it'd be interesting. He he's incredible though. He's an incredible coach. He is. He is. He is. And he's learned so much from his father 
everybody. He's learned from DC. He's learned from me. He's learned from Kane. He Habib is a sponge, bro. He's a sponge. He he learns. He learns, and and he will continue to learn. And I have a deal with him. He can't leave me alone with with the guys. Uh, certain people, he has to work the corner with me. I made an agreement with him. Yeah. So he, every time Islam fights, Habib has to be there. You know, every time Mana fight, he has to be there. Every time Ishman fight, he has to be there. Every time Umar fights, he has to be there with me. Yeah. I have to be there with him too. Yeah. But those guys in particular, he has to be there with me, work in the corner with me. That was the deal I made with him. He doesn't break these deals. Yeah. Unless for some big reason he, he can't be there, he will be there. And they, uh, every one of those corners working those guys with me because he made a deal. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he's a man of his word for sure. And uh, that, that's what makes him so honorable and such a great ambassador for the sport and, and so good outside the ring. So, yeah, I, I know we've been on a little bit longer than usual. Well, actually, not really. We're always usually on for an hour and a half. But uh, I want to thank you for your time. It, it's, it's cool to catch up with you because we actually haven't talked in a while. And we usually talk every day or every couple of days. And it's literally yeah. been a while so this is like a, a good catch-up for we us got some debates on this one here you got woodley i kind of have jake kind of yeah you know? i mean i kind of think jake's gonna win kind it is, of it is what it is we're honest you know about what we feel so yeah. i mean that's that's what but, we want but but my heart's with woodley yeah of course my heart's with woodley. he's he, my heart's with woodley hands down i know those other guys may not like the fact that my heart's with woodley but hey it is it is i don't think i don't think jake's a bad guy but but i don't know jake yeah. I know Woodley. Yeah. And that's how I generally go on who I like because I know them. I know Woodley. So my heart's with Woodley. Well, I got to say, I got to give you one challenge before I go. And that is you got to somehow try to give me uh, Islam somehow before his next fight. Everybody in the world wants to hear from this guy. At least try yeah, somehow. Uh, he was supposed to be on your podcast last time, right? I know. He was set to be there. And then he got, he always, the fight fell he through. So he close. That was you. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a video. I'm gonna do a video. I'm gonna video the thing, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Mike Swick says you owe him. Are you gonna do his podcast right now? I'm gonna catch you on recorded. Yes or no?" And he's funny. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. Everybody I'll wants to hear from him. I'll send it to you. Now you can post it. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now and uh, thanks for being on the show Hello, again. And. Uh, froze. All right, so we lost Hav there right at the end. But uh, great podcast, great catching up with Hav. I haven't actually talked to him in a little while. We've been crazy, crazy busy. So it's been like a week or something. So you guys kind of like got to jump in on uh, on us actually having kind of a conversation like we always have. This is this is pretty much on point, to aside from the direct questions of like uh, predictions and, and what do you think about this headline or that headline, this is kind of how we talk on the phone anyway. We, we talk about the fights and recap and and, and so you guys kind of got to see uh, how our conversations usually go. So hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe. Um, help us build this podcast. For those of you wondering and leaving comments about why the show isn't bigger or I'm, I'm honored that you guys think the show sh should be bigger and have uh, more subscribers and more comments, more followers, whatever the case. Um, but we've only been taking this thing full speed ahead series for like a year. Um, before that, we were just playing around. It was a hobby. Um, and then I just enjoyed talking to people so much. I enjoyed doing interviews. I enjoyed uh, just having a podcast. So it's only been, uh, you know, a little bit over a year, maybe like uh, 14 months that we've been really actually putting effort into it and, and putting these interviews together and doing one-on-ones like we're doing right now with Javier. Um, so for a year, we've grown quite fast, I think. You know, these podcasts take a while. But I do appreciate all you guys that are that are 
our, our little army and, and fighting for us and, and wanting us to do to big to do big things and I can't talk now uh, wanting us to do big things and uh, and grow and stuff and and as much as you guys can help by spreading the word and and uh, you know giving us engagement with comments and likes and and and, and all this stuff we, we greatly appreciate it because you know we want to grow it's it's not about you know I want to make all this money I want to be all famous or whatever I want to grow because I want to have a podcast where I can actually benefit the guest more and more and more you know where we get a guest on no matter what level they're at and they're going to benefit from being on the podcast because we have so many viewers and so many subscribers that they're going to get a boost in their you know their following and and people are going to find out more about them and and become bigger fans of them and and i want to have that ability you know like like joe rogan you go you go on joe rogan i'm not comparing myself to him by the way but you go on joe rogan or some of these other big podcasts you know you're going to get a huge rise, either good or bad, depending on how you come off. But there's a lot of people that's going to watch you. And so that's kind of what I want is the ability to give more back to my guests. So they, 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 they benefit more from coming on the show versus thinking that they're helping me out to grow my show. You know, I feel bad in that circumstance when I have the really big guests because I feel like they're helping me more than I'm helping them. So the bigger we get, the more you guys help us grow, uh, the more we can do that and actually offer our guests something in return and, and, and have them excited to come on. Uh, one of which is Brandon Morano, who, who just, I, we worked this deal out yesterday, like right after his, his fight. Um, and uh, he's coming on next. So it's exciting to have someone like that. I, I was amazing fight. Um, it's a feel good fight, kind of like the Rose Namajunas, where you're just so happy that he won the championship. He's so deserving. He had such a great fight. It wasn't lucky. It wasn't a gimme. Um, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic to have a conversation with him. And it's going to happen uh, in one day from now. So stay tuned, subscribe, uh, and hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, be ready for that one because it's going to be a good one. <laughs>